Welcome to the Stay Ready Real Estate Podcast, where we stay ready so you don't have to get ready. My name is Emeka, and I'll be interviewing a variety of professionals in the real estate industry to help you buy your first real estate investment. At the end of each podcast, I'll give you three actionable steps that you can do today in order to get you 1% closer to buying your first property. My goal with this real estate podcast is to show the world like people like you and me buy properties to build wealth. Today we have Alejandro Ramirez. He's a mechanical engineer working in the oil and gas industry with a huge passion for commercial real estate investing. He started in 2019 and stayed very active and his focus is value-add properties, which he can execute a business plan, remodel the property, and bring up rents to market value. He also wants to eventually get into developing 100 multifamily units. Let's listen to Alejandro. All right, Alejandro, can you tell the world a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, hey everybody. I, I my name is Alejandro Ramirez. I am basically a real estate investor. I'm also an engineer. I have actually I still have my W two job. I work in the oil and gas. I mainly came to the United States in two thousand seven to learn English. Fast forward, you know, I'm I'm here in Houston. I have a family, married. They have two kids. We have two kids, and yeah, we're doing a lot of real estate right now. Beautiful, beautiful. So you went from engineering to real estate. So what brought you into the real estate game with the engineering background? Yeah, so basically I so I had this friend in school and we used to go to the gym together and and one day, you know, he I'm in Houston, so he's in San Antonio and he he started posting about, you know, doing apartments and doing real estate. And I was like, Well, wait a minute, this guy you know, we graduated together. How come, you know, he's, he's doing all of this real estate. He must have so much money now. So let me talk to him. So I I went and talked to him and he's like, yeah, I'm doing a lot of real estate. I basically, I'm not really putting any of my money down. And I was like, well, how are you doing that? It's like, he gave me a few books to read a few books of, you know, kind of beginner's books for real estate, kind of like bigger pocket, bigger pockets books. And and I read those and then I got hooked, man. Ever since, you know, I, I started reading a lot of, lot of books, listening to podcasts and, you know, talking to people and stuff like that. So, yeah, so I spent kind of, you know, half of 2019 just learning, reading. And, and then in 2020 is when I started kind of taking some action. And yeah, so that's, that's how I kind of got started. Interesting. So in 2019, that's also when I got started. I was working a W-2 job. I was, you know, working 44 hours a week and it it just didn't make sense. It was like, I'm supposed to work like this, work like a dog for, you know, 40, 40 more years and then retire and have freedom when, you know, my twenties and thirties are supposed to be my prime. It just didn't make sense. So I actually, in 2019, I, I started reading and then a year later, literally I, uh, I bought a single family home. So it took you about a year to buy your first investment. What was that investment for you? Was it a single family home? Did you go straight into multifamily or what'd you do? So I went, I went straight to commercial multifamily. I, honestly, I wasn't, I didn't really know what I was doing to be honest with you. I, you know, I had this friend and he was kind of guiding me through the process. He was very busy at the time. And, you know, I just didn't want to kind of, you know, bog him a lot. So I was kind of, you know, doing it all on my own, learning as I went. My first deal was basically a seven unit here in Houston. 
So this this deal was in the east side of town, and it was a seven unit. All of the units were basically efficiencies. It was a very bad area. So obviously, I I didn't want to keep that one for myself, but I was trying to wholesale it. But long story short, that that deal was basically I put it under contract for way too much, and ended up not selling it. You know. Basically, COVID hit, and then the 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 owner was a bit older, so he told me at some point, you know, this virus, you know, it's really dangerous. I don't really want any more people in my property, so we just need to kill this, Alex. And, and you know, it, it was it was a learning experience at, at first. You know, I I kind of was disappointed because obviously I wanted to close. It was my first deal, and you know, after that, I kind of kind of got disappointed. I started questioning myself about whether or not I I wanted to continue, you know, doing real estate. But, you know, talking to a few people, you know, they told me, hey, well, you didn't sell it, but obviously you learned a lot, right? You learned how to talk to a seller. You learned how to use a contract. You learned how to talk to buyers. You learned how to underwrite. So all of those skills, man, you can basically use that to your next deal. And you're going to get better and better. So that's exactly what I did, man. You said you didn't sell it. So what happened with the subunits? So it didn't, it, it fell through. So the seller basically was, you know, we cut out the contract. And so the seller just kept the property for himself. Uh, just, yeah. So you tried to wholesale it? Yeah, I did try to wholesale okay. it, but it didn't work out. <laughs> no problem. Like I said, it was, like you said, it was a learning experience. So how long exactly. from then? until you got your next property and what was your next property? So it was, it probably took me about, I will say probably about four months maybe to get my next property. So my next property was really interesting. So I did a marketing campaign. I sent letters to all of these owners, absentee owners. And, and I think, you know, part of those leads were vacant properties as well. So, so my second deal was basically a nine-unit apartment complex in Liberty, Texas. So th- this Liberty, Texas is kind of like northeast of Houston. It's a good little town. It's, it's got the Walmart. It's got an HEV and stuff like that. So the seller called me and he said, hey, you know, I got your card. I got your letter and I I am ready to sell. I cannot keep this property anymore. So... That property was was basically the most challenging property I've ever actually owned. And the reason why I say that is because this property was an industrial, it was was industrial, it was like a warehouse. And the seller was trying to convert that into multifamily. So he started the process. He actually got some of the units, you know, subdivided and he did some framing, you know, he did, he put some work into the property. So the owner actually ran out of money, lost his job, and got really behind in taxes. There was so much distress from this seller. And he basically just said, you know what? Just, just you know, pay the taxes and give me some money, and then we'll call it a day. So we ended up, you know, buying that property for $61,500. That was the second property. So that's that's pretty cheap for a nine unit. And do you sell yes. that property today? No, we actually got rid of it. So what ended up happening is that I was 
that was my second deal. So obviously I was not familiar with any construction or I don't have a real estate or constru construction background. So, so what I did is I, I went and found a partner, you know, I didn't really know anybody. So I had to just kind of go with, you know, you know, the first person that I, I basically met because I, I didn't go to meetups or anything like that. So I went to bigger pockets, talked to a few, a few people and ended up going with this guy. He said that he was going to bring his contractor and, and he appeared to be experienced to me. And yeah, so anyways, he, he was very busy at the time. He was a realtor as well. So long story short, you know, we, we basically had that property for a year. And so we went back after a year, obviously we were kind of, keeping communication with the contractor, but we honestly, that, and that was kind of like something we, we, we learned, right? So we, in this, in this, you know, real estate business, you have to, you know, be proactive. You you continue to look on your properties, you go check on the contractors and everything. It, that's something you have to do on a daily basis. And so that was one of the biggest mistakes that I, we made in that one. So we, we barely checked on the contractor, so he kind of took advantage of us. Uh, after a year, he barely did anything. He completed just, I think, framing, some rough plumbing and some rough electrical and a little bit of HVAC. And that was done in a year. So obviously we're sitting in a harmony loan, paying interest only. And, and yeah, so after a year, you know, I say, you know what, we just need to sell this property we're losing money. So we ended up putting it on the market and that property sold as is for two, $290,000. So we still made money as okay. is. So yeah, we, we still made six figures and you know, we got paid to basically learn. So that, that was really good. That was, that was the second deal. That's amazing. So your second deal, yeah. still barely any experience, no construction background. You met a partner, the first person you basically met on Bigger Pockets, and they he did you dirty, and you still were able to make a six figure check. The power of real estate. That's is right. And I want to that is go right. Back, but yeah, I want to go to the to your home run. So we we talked previously, and I saw a picture of a, a very nice check that you received. So can you tell us a little bit about that property? Uh, you can tell the audience how you found it, what you did with it, and why was it so great? Yeah, so basically this property, it's a 12-unit apartment complex. It was built in, in the 60s. It's basically six, six duplexes together. Again, you know, we, go, we do a lot of DTS, so direct-to-seller. And so we sent a bunch of letters we found this property through direct mail. So yeah, seller called and he said, you know, he was getting ready to sell. He was getting ready to retire. And yeah, so I, I went and checked the property, talked to the seller, we hit it off, man. And, and obviously we, we didn't put the property on the contract that day because he had, he had a lot of people looking at the property. It was, it's a, it's a nice property, obviously, you know, had a lot of potential. And it took, it took me a while to kind of nurture the relationship with the seller and finally able to, you know, 
make him go with me, right? So, because he had a lot of people well, there. And that's what you got to do in this business, right? Go ahead. I'm going to say, what's a while for you? So you said it was a while. So like one month, a week, two months, two years? Yeah, it, it probably took about that three or four months to finally, you know, convince him to, to sell to me. And so I was constantly calling him, you know, every, every couple of weeks, you know, every week, couple of weeks, just kind of following up where we're at. But yeah, this is, you know, in real estate, that's sometimes that's, that's what's going to take, right? So it's, you know, for, for a seller to sell to you, you know, obviously it's, it's mainly about a personal relationship. At the end of the day, you know, if a seller likes you, he's going to sell to you regardless of, you know, I guess I will say price, but it does, it does count sometimes. But, you know, if you have a personal relationship with somebody that will sell to you instead of somebody that, you know, they don't really know, even if they're, you know, offering a little bit more money, they're still going to go with you because there's a personal relationship. There's a personal bond. So that's what I learned about real estate that, you know, you have to, you know, create relationships with sellers and, you know, even if they're not ready to sell, you know, they might be ready in, you know, a few months. Right. So, yeah, so that's what we did. So we finally decided to sell. So we bought this property for 30,000 a unit. So that was basically 360,000 for all of the units, the 12 units. We, we funded this through Harmony as well. So so the Harmony lender did an appraisal. They said I could fully stabilize the property for $700,000. And that was the appraisal. And so they funded the purchase price of the property. And they also gave me about, you know, 130,000 of CapEx to go fix the property. So obviously that, that was not enough. This property was six units were completely gutted and six other units, you know, were really outdated and old. They had tenants in there, bad tenants. So we went and start, like slowly, we started to kind of, you know, you know, kick the tenants out. We had to evict some. And so at the end of the day, we actually ended up spending about $200,000 for the rehab on this property. And we actually just cashed out refi this property. We fully stabilized it last month in December. So we went full cycle, right? It, so we, we went with another bank. And so they ordered an appraisal after it was all said and done. The property appraised for $1.025 million. So it was a, it was a $700,000 loan. So. Obviously, when it was so said and done, we got a, a fat check. It was a $204,000 check, and we still left about 325000 of equity in the deal. So that's what I call a home run. Obviously, you know, at, at this point, it's infinity returns, right? So in my eyes, you know, I got paid my – I got back my seventy k, and I also got a lot more, and I also left a lot of equity. So I basically got paid to own a fully stabilized asset and it's completely remodeled. It looks really nice. I think I sent you some pictures. We're happy that property stays 100% occupied. We have a waiting list of people that want to live there. Property is still cash flows in this environment. So we refi at 8.31 interest rate and the property produces about $11,000, a little bit over a month of gross income. 
expenses are around 7,000. So we, we cash flow about 4K a month still with obviously 8.31 interest rate. So when interest rates go down, then we're gonna cash out refi again, and we're gonna pull some equity out again. So this was a really good deal. So you got a, a, a hard money loan for 700,000. They made you put 70,000 down. So that's how much cash you put in. Yes, so the way it works, they give you 70% of the ARV, which is 700,000. So they gave me about almost $500,000 for this property, right? So I used $360,000 for closing and the remaining was basically to do the rehab. So they did not ask me to put almost anything down. So the 70K came basically after I ran out of money with the rehab. So I basically had to put some of that money from my own pocket, if that makes sense. No, it, it does. And I want to let the honest know, because most of the people listening are probably newer and, you know, trying to get into it. So you yes. refinanced after you fixed the property up, the property that you put $70,000 down for, for the rehab. And you got a check for how much again? 204000 so you got a check $204,000 in tax-free. I'm not an accountant. Tax We're free. not lawyers or anything. So every, all of this is educational, but it's tax-free because you didn't sell the property. You refinanced the property. And not only you refinanced it, you still have about, you said, 300 and something thousand dollars of equity? $325,000 of equity in the deal. So yeah, if so I were to sell today... I will basically still make money, right? I still have $325,000 of equity in the deal. And all the money that you put in the deal, you already got back. So you mentioned it was an infinite return. So you've, it's, it's amazing. The power of real estate is just phenomenal. And I, I'm sure there's someone out there who's going to say they can do that with like the stock market, but I doubt it won't be as, as fun as this way. And, you know, with the stock market or anything, whenever you try to sell, you're going to get taxed a lot as well. But you just got a $204,000 check for free. And then not only that, the real estate is still paying you 4000 net cash flow a month. So there's a lot yeah. of people out there who don't really know where to start. What, what, would, what advice would you give for those people who don't know where to start? I would say just get started, start reading, start going to meetups, start hanging out with people that you know, have done it before. That was one of my biggest mistakes, right? So I try to do everything on my own and I messed up or I had a lot of failure when I started. So if I would have gone with somebody that already knew the game, you know, honestly, chances are, you know, you're, I wasn't going to fail as, as much, right? So I will suggest people to kind of reach out to, you know, people that has done it. And maybe, you know, bring bring a deal to them or I don't know that if you have the finances or some money to invest, you know, add some value to that people so they can teach you, take you under their wing. And so with that, you know, you can learn so much. And then after that, you can go do it on your own. That's that's all you got to do. Educate yourself. Take action. That's it. I love it. And what's your goal with everything? Because, you know, I, I truly believe you just can't do this willy nilly. You have to have a goal and a why. So what's yours? So my goal is basically, I have a lot of goals, but my goal in real estate is basically to to develop multifamily. 
I want to develop probably a hundred units or 200 units and just own that myself. That is my goal. I have a lot of goals as well, you know, family goals, marriage goals, health goals. That is basically my goal in real estate. I want to, I want to be able to, you know, first of all, replace my W2 income because I still have my W2 job, which I could probably quit already. But, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait until the end of this year. And I think that's when I'm going to make it happen. So this year is going to be a big year for me. We're hustling. We're trying to get more, a lot more property under contract. So first goal, short term is replace my income. And then long-term goal is be able to help, you know, family, friends, get into the game, contribute to basically our church and all, other people. Also, one of my goals this year is to help 10 people that are just starting real estate. So last year were, was five. And so I help people, you know, completely free. So if you're a newbie, if you want to, you know, get, get started, you know, reach out to me. I'll, I'll help you. I'll drop my contact information here. And, and yeah, so. Amazing, amazing. And have you developed any habits that helps you keep going? Yes, it's habits are really important. If I can suggest, you know, people read the Miracle Morning book, that's exactly what I do every morning. So it's basically a a series of habits that you do in the morning, just affirmations, visualizations, exercise. I meditate a lot. I love, you know, exercising as well. What's really important too is, you know, and, and for your audience, you know, for the people that are just, you know, getting started is that, you know, the mind is just like a muscle, right? So, and, and so being an entrepreneur, you don't have a boss, right? You don't have anybody to tell you what to do. You don't have anybody to tell you, hey, you know, you're basically not doing work today. So you're on your own, right? So you have to basically train your mind every single day that you're on a mission, right? You have a big why, right? So th and that's one other thing that you have to have a big why, right? If money is just big, your big why, that's not good enough, right? So you have to have a big why. So, so basically, yeah. So in the mo in the morning, you have to basically write down your goals, review your goals, meditate, and tell your mind, you know, you're on a mission every single day. And so if you do that, you're going to, you know, remember that you're on a mission, you're not going to get, you know, sidetracked. So that will help you help you keep yourself accountable as well. So writing down your goals and, you know, having reviews, right? So having maybe an accountable partner, right? That's going to hold you accountable if you're not accomplishing those goals. So it's really important for you to have your goals written down and clear and, you know, have a vision board and, you know, be able to see that every single day is so important because it's a reminder that you're on a mission. I love that. And the audience will too. So right now we're going to move on to the next segment of the show where I ask everybody the same three questions that I prepped you for. So the first question, if you could recommend two books for the inspiring investor, what would they be? So I will probably say the first book that I recommend is Six Habits of Growth by Brandon Bouchard. This is actually a free book if you are, if you have like an Amazon account. It's an Amazon, it's an Audible. It's an amazing book. It's, it talks about, you know, motivation, focus, confidence, basically kind of like a morning routine. 
but it, it's a really, really good book. It, it's not about real estate. It's about self-development, self-improvement. The other one, it's, it's Failing Forward by, by John, I think it's John Maxwell. So there's a point in my life where basically I, I experienced a lot of failure in real estate just because, you know, I, like I said, I was trying to do it all on my own, which I don't recommend. Find somebody that has done it. And, and so that book really tells you that failure is really, really part of success. If you look at, you know, people like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and all of those people, they, oh, they failed a lot before they they saw success so failure it is part of success so really good book to read amazing second question is what has been the most impactful speech or lesson that helped you in your career so i will say lesson i will say keep going you know there's there's so based on my experience in real estate you know like i say you know i, I had you know, a few situations here and there where, you know, I wanted to quit just because I was not seeing results. But just remember this business, real estate, it's just slow. It's really slow. So I will say to everybody, keep going. Don't give up. You know, for this 12 unit deal, you know, it took me a year. It took us a year and a half to kind of get it fully stabilized. We had to go through so many contractors we had to deal with. So many things with the city that, you know, sometimes we were like, you know what, let's just get rid of this property. Uh, but, you know, we kept going, we kept going and at the end it paid off, right? So we got a $204,000 check, right? So keep going, guys. And people are forgetting you're still making 4000 a month off that net. So. Exactly. It's worth <laughs> Last it. It's worth it. It, it. it is worth it. Last question is, if you could have dinner with anybody dead or alive, who would it be and why? I would probably say uh, Tony Robbins. Why? Because I'm a big fan. Tony Robbins has changed my life. I've actually attended a few of his seminars, and it's just it's just life changing, man. The way that you know he changes you and your family and the way you are and and in every single aspect of your life, it's it's very impressive and amazing. So if I can suggest everybody something is that. If you don't know Tony Robbins, right, find out who he is and, you know, read about him, read his books, attend his seminars if you can. It's going to completely transform your life. Well, Alejandro, thank you so much for joining the show, and I hope to have you back at some point. Yeah, thank you so much for the invite, and I hope everybody is doing great. I wish you the best of success, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me on today. That was Alejandro, everybody. At the beginning of the podcast, I told you I'll give you three actionable steps that you could do today to get you 1% closer to your property. Step one, subscribe to Bigger Pockets. Alejandro did it. You can do it. It's free. Network with people and make sure you find like-minded individuals like you and see who's around your area or what realtors around your area that you can reach out to. After you do that, action step two, schedule a meeting. It's nice to talk about scheduling or trying to get to it one day, but actually schedule it. Put it on the calendar. For me, if it's on the calendar, it never happened. And number three, subscribe to a brokerage or some kind of account that gives you regular updates of what's going on in the economy and in the real estate world. For an example, CBRE is one of them that I subscribe to. They give quarterly updates and annual updates so I can kind of get an idea of what's going on around the market. See you next Wednesday. Have a good one.